Welcome to the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast. You know, want to take care of a couple of housekeeping things. First, head on over to spondypodcast.com, sign up for the newsletter if you would, and if you really have the opportunity or availability or can figure out to do it, drop a few dollars into the buymeacoffee.com link. I would really appreciate it. So let's look at something that I, I think is really important for a lot of people as they deal with their doctors. And this article I came across in Healthline was 10 questions your rheumatologist wants you to ask about ankylosing spondylitis. Now, I know they use ankylosing spondylitis, but I'm going to kind of switch that up to talk about axial spondyloarthritis, which is the overall umbrella terminology. Let's look at what they talk about in this, because I think it's so important as you start to develop a relationship with a rheumatologist that you make sure you're asking the right questions. And that can really be intimidating when you go in to talk with the doctor. You've been waiting so long for this appointment, you're excited, you're nervous, all of everything wrapped up together, and you maybe forget to ask some things when until you walk out the door and go, oh, geez, I meant to ask that. So first, my suggestion is always write down everything you want to cover. Write it down. When the doctor walks in, hand him the piece of paper. Say, doc, these are the things I want to cover. Let them look at that and then know how to proceed with the appointment. But here's some things that you may want to talk to the rheumatologist that you're dealing with about when you talk about axial spondyloarthritis. Number one, Ask them, are you experienced in treating AS? You know, there's a lot of types of arthritis and doctors may have more specialty in one versus the other. So it's an important question to ask your doctor. And generally, a good doctor is not going to be offended by that question at all. So rheumatologists, as I've said, are trained to treat arthritis. But there's many types of arthritis and they're going to have more experience with one over the other. So AS tends to be diagnosed in younger people, and it takes sometimes a lifetime of disease management for you as the patient. That means you'll want to form a partnership with a doctor who understands the specifics of AS and its potential complications, and that they are up to date on the latest treatments. So if you get a doctor that says, hey, this is mainly a man's disease, or, you know, I don't really know a whole lot about non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis, Those are doctors that probably treat other conditions on a much more active basis, and you may need to do a little bit of searching around, or you may need to help educate the doctor. I know that sounds weird, but sometimes you might have to bring that doctor a little more into the present with some of their thought processes and terminologies, if you can. You can't always do that, and that may be a good justification for moving on to find a new doctor. Number two, are there certain exercises I should do? Well, when you look at that, All of us are different levels of this disease progression, so we all can't do the same thing. I see this quite a bit on the forums where somebody has a certain level of disease progression and they jump on and make this blanket statement like, I do this, and so if everybody else does this, then you'll all be fine. Well, that's great for them, but what they don't understand is that because we all have a different level of progression, What you can do doesn't mean it's the same thing that I can do, and what I can do doesn't mean it's the same thing that you can do. 
And so that's really a damaging comment when I see that online and it it affects people in a number of different ways. But again, you know, ask, should I be swimming? Should I just be happy to walk? Should I walk a certain amount in any given day? You know, and again, some of this is the doctor's going to say, well, you can walk and I'd prefer that you walk, but only you are going to know what the right amount to walk is. So you'll have to work in partnership with your doctor as you develop the right treatment plan for yourself. Number three, what medications will help? This is a big one, especially when it comes to biologic medications. There isn't a blood test that we can take that says, you've got this, so take this biologic, it'll work for you. It is a really a trial and error. You might take one and it works for you great for years. You might take it and it doesn't work and you have to move on to a second one, a third one, a fourth one. And so I always tell folks, when you're starting to take biologics, don't like ramp yourself up so much on what this medication is going to do for you. Just go into it with the idea that this may help me and then take it and see what it does. Because I see people that come online and they're crushed because they thought they were going to take uh, Humira as an example. And they took it for six months and got no relief whatsoever. And then were just absolutely crushed that they had to go on and try a second one. You shouldn't be. You don't want to pin all your hopes on a medication. You just want to find the right medication. So that's what's more important is finding that right medication. So they go on to talk about medications are an important tool for treating AS. There are medications designed to slow progression, lessen pain, and relieve inflammation. Among them are DMARDs, disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs, NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, corticosteroids, and biologic agents. Your rheumatologist, they'll help you decide on the medications based on symptoms, disease progression, and personal preferences. You'll discuss the potential benefits of each medication, as well as potential side effects. Don't forget to ask them about how each medication interacts with, say, like from any other meds you're taking. So starting with the lowest possible dose, then medications can be adjusted to meet your needs. So your doctor will want to monitor your response to the medications on future visits. But again, don't hesitate to call them between visits if it's not working. So if you're getting a lot of reaction from an injection site, if you're starting biologics, call the doctor, talk to them, say, here's what's going on. They will want to know, and that's good for them to know because they may switch up medications. They may add something additional in or say, stop taking it and let's try something else. You know, there's all sorts of different ways. So that's really something that your doctor is going to want to monitor. They're going to want to hear from you. Number four, do I need to follow a special diet? Well, there's no diet specifically for AS. It's worth asking the question. Every doctor is going to have a different thought process in this. I did a couple of episodes with Andrew Boss. I'll put links in the show note. He really has got a lot of in-depth knowledge on food and trying to use food to control your AS. So I'd encourage you to listen to those two. But the one main thing that they'll talk with you about your diet is carrying extra weight. I talked about this in last week's episode. Carrying that extra weight, they're not telling you this to be mean, to say lose weight. They're telling you this because extra weight on your body can increase inflammation, increase damage to spine and hips, and do all sorts of different issues that you don't need to deal with. So if you can lose weight, that's really important for it. Number five, how often should I come back for a checkup? What tests will you do? Well, there's no hard and fast rules for monitoring AS. When I first got diagnosed, I was going back on a quarterly basis. After we seemed to get everything controlled, now this was back in 1984, 
We went down to every six months just so that the doctor could do blood tests at that time. So there's no right or wrong answer to that. Your rheumatologist will assess your symptoms and disease progression, and they'll come up with an action plan that fits what you need. Ask when your next appointment should be and how far in advance appointments must be booked. And if your doctor expects to perform any tests at the time, ask, what's the purpose of the test you're doing? Does it require any preparation on your part? When and how should I expect results? Are they going to call you, email you, require a follow-up appointment? You know, ask all this to know it's your condition to manage. The doctor is part of your team. You're not part of their team. You are the one that's really driving these appointments when you go in there. That's why it's so important to write everything down. Number six, is there anything at all I can do about my posture? This is a big one. Since AS mainly affects your spine, this is an excellent question for the doctor. Some people with AS do eventually have trouble straightening their spine. Some even develop fused vertebrae. That's me. I stand hunched over. You know, I always tell folks I can see exactly what's on the floor in front of me as I walk. This doesn't happen to everyone, though. The good news is that there are ways to improve your posture and keep your spine as flexible as possible for as long as possible. After your doctor examines your spine, they'll be able to offer tips that may include posture mindfulness while sitting and standing, muscle strengthening exercises, flexibility exercises, bedtime positioning tips, and good walking habits. All of that can help to, again, keep your spine strong and keep it straight. Number seven, are massage, acupuncture, or chiropractic treatments safe? Certain complementary therapies can help ease symptoms and help improve your overall well-being. Because AS progresses different for everyone, therapies like massage may help some people but aggravate symptoms in others. So you want to talk with your doctor. Generally, for chiropractic care, that's considered a no-no, especially if there's any type of fusing whatsoever. And a competent and good chiropractic care doctor will look at you, and if they know you've got any fusing, they will refuse to work on you. I've got a lot of fusing. I like massages. I like the massage therapist to really work my lower spine. I used to go in and they they would want to do your whole body, arms, shoulders, legs, all that. And I would say, no, just work on my back. All I want you to do is just work on my back. And the couple ladies that I saw were great. And they would just, it hurt while they were doing it, but man, did it feel good for weeks and weeks afterwards. So I need to find a good massage therapy institute to work on my back some more because that was really beneficial for me. Number eight, What's my outlook? It's difficult to say how AS will progress. You know, some people experience a mild course of the disease. Some even have remission that will last for years. While others' disease progression is rapid and leads to disability. There is, again, no way to know how it's going to affect you. That's what makes this uh, many times an aggravating disease. So no one is in a better position to give you an idea of what to expect than your own rheumatologist. They are going to know from discussions with you, from your x-rays, your MRIs, your interactions with them, how you're doing. So make sure to keep that line of communication open. Much will depend on treatments you choose and how well you adhere to them and how effective they turn out to be. You can improve your outlook by staying as physically active as you can, following a balanced diet, maintaining a healthy weight, and if you smoke, quit smoking. That's probably one of the best things that you could do besides losing weight to help with your AS. Number nine, is there anything I shouldn't do? They're probably going to tell you not to skydive. Uh, you know, that was always my dream. I wanted to skydive, but never got around to being able to do it. Although exercise is a part of your treatment, your doctor might want you to avoid certain movements or lifting items over a certain weight. This may be a particularly important question if you have a physically demanding job. 
Also, you shouldn't smoke because it's been linked to poor functional outcome in people with AS. If you're a smoker and haven't been able to quit, talk to your doctor about quitting cessation programs. Again, I can't emphasize enough how damaging smoking is, even for non-AS patients. But if you have AS, it's really, really something that you need to get under control and quit. And number 10, are there any other specialists I should see? Remember, the rheumatologist is part of your treatment plan. And as such, for me, I have a primary care doctor, a rheumatologist, and an orthopedic surgeon, and an ophthalmologist. That's my care team to help manage my AS. Yours may be different. Your rheumatologist will take the lead in treating your AS, but it can affect almost every part of your body. So there may be times when you need to see another specialist, and they might be someone such as a physical therapist to help you with exercise, an ophthalmologist to treat problems that can occur with your eyes, a gastroenterologist to treat bowel-related symptoms, a therapist to help with your emotional needs, or even a dietitian or nutritionist to help you with uh, losing weight, with healthy eating. So much of it's going to depend on your particular symptoms, and your rheumatologist can help you put all this together. So again, the rheumatologist is going to serve as your linchpin for this disease. They're going to work with you to help cover what's going on, and then you'll want to branch out and include all these other specialists as needed. So again, with that, thank you for listening. It's just a pleasure to have all of you here. Go out to spondypodcast.com, sign up for the newsletter, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.